The Leafs pick up the OT win in Florida, and now attention moves to Tampa, where the crease has been the subject of curiosity. All this and more on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into your April 11th edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. I'm riding solo today as uh, Dave is on vacation. He's actually going to be down at the game tonight for Tampa Bay. And the question is, who is he going to be watching between the pipes? There are just so many questions that people have regarding what is happening in goal uh, to the point where Kyle Dubas actually later today is scheduled to speak with the media to update on what exactly is going on with the goaltending situation. Um, But what we do know up to now in tonight's game is it does appear that Joseph Wall will in fact start, but that was not always the case uh, earlier today. It seemed as though it could be an ATO goaltender uh, who legitimately could have been who could have got the start tonight. I'll explain all that uh, shortly, but we got a game to recap from last night before we get into any of that. Let's not get ahead of ourselves because that was a, uh, you know, that was a good quality victory for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, I thought that they were outworked a little bit and clearly look at the, the shot chart and the Panthers ended up with 46 on net. That was a game where Ilya Samsonov, I think to me, you know, kind of took away most concerns that I had about his performances on the road. Ilya's last three road starts in particular though, dating back to, to Boston, and then the win against uh, the, the Ottawa Senators, and then um, obviously last night against Tampa Bay, some really, really quality uh, performances. He's only allowed three goals in his last three games on the road, and, and we all know that those home road splits were questionable to the point where even you know head coach Sheldon Keefe was talking about how his splits have his attention. Um, but putting out a really, really solid effort last night against against the, the Florida Panthers in a game where they were in must-win mode, right? Like they, if they would have won that game, then the Panthers would have been able to win home, uh, win a playoff spot. They would have clinched a spot last night with the Islanders losing. But uh, that guy was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the number one star by far in that game made some big time saves. The one in overtime on on Matt Kachuk. You know, Nye's the one mistake that he made. He got bailed out by the goaltender. Plenty, plenty of uh, a really big saves. He used 2.76 goal save above expected last night. So Ilya Samsonov was uh, the story of that game last night. I know John Tavares put the nice little cherry on top of that goal in overtime, which I still am not quite sure where he found uh, the the Jets there, how he dug deep and, and found a way to outskate Matt Kachuk after a two-minute and 26-second shift to end up scoring that goal in overtime and kind of pull away on that breakaway. But nonetheless, um, you know, th- those were two of the big – Storylines from last night, but I think what we all kind of want to talk about is how did Matthew Nyes look? Because going into the game, that was the number one thing that I was kind of keying in on. Like we're at the point in the year where not much is happening with these with these teams. Not much is happening whether they win or lose. It's just kind of okay. How do they play? Are they sticking to the details? 
And Matthew Nyes, in particular, is someone who I was pretty excited to watch for the first time in NHL action. We've gotten a chance to watch him in the Frozen Four. I know I, I, you know, watched a couple of those games there to to get a glimpse of him. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't stellar. He wasn't terrible. I think the one assist he put up wasn't uh, an indicator of how, how well he played in the tournament. I think he was better than the one assist to show. Just the production wasn't there, you know, for whatever reason. So playing in that game last night against a, a team that's battle-tested, a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, I thought it was a pretty good time for him to get thrown into the fire. And I thought he played well. Like, I, I don't know if he necessarily made himself, uh, you know, like I, I, to the point where it's like, okay, th- this guy is certainly in the lineup going forward. You know, I thought he had a good debut. He played 13 minutes, nine seconds. He had a hit, block shot, um, didn't register a shot on goal, didn't get a point. Uh, but he made a couple of really nice plays um, and, and set up a, a couple of guys. He had that nice setup for Kerfoot on, on the one play and then the one tip. He had an opportunity as well. But what I liked was more so, you know, his willingness to engage in in board battles and puck battles because realistically that's what that guy's going to have to do, right? Like the, he's, he's not coming here and scoring goals right away. If he does, that's a bonus. But Shelby Keefe just wants to make sure that he could be trusted to do that type of stuff, to be willing to go into those dirty areas. And he could be trusted playing third, fourth line minutes where you're put in, in, you know, those grinder like roles, as opposed to being in a cookie top six, you know, offensive zone starts type of situation, you know, so to see him being able to, you know, go into the corners, that one board battle he had, he put, was it Mark Stahl, I think, in a little bit of a, a turnstile, looked almost like Sidney Crosby back in the day, um, just kind of going back and forth to, to shed Mark Stahl. You know, like that was the type of stuff that I'd really like to see. The edge work, the the quick, I will call it twitchiness, I suppose, of his skating in below the goal line. That was really nice to see. You know, there was a couple of times where I thought he was playing through contact where they were trying to lean on him a little bit and he was able to protect the puck, you know, and and, and still keep possession alive. I thought he battled and got possession back a couple times with the Maple Leafs. So overall, I think that was a really solid debut. Again, I'm not to the point where I'm like, okay, this guy needs to be a staple in the lineup. I don't think he necessarily proved that last night. I don't know if he could prove that in one game when you look at how good this team is. Like, it's just going to be so difficult for him to to take someone out of this lineup if everyone's fully healthy, which also may be an issue. We'll get to that in, in just a moment. But all in all, pretty good uh, pretty good night for Matthew Nyes, and, and now we'll see what he can do in game number two against the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. But overall, it was a pretty solid. Uh, you know, it was a good game overall. It was, it was a it was a low scoring one, one where the Maple Leafs just kind of had to gut through it, gave up the lead late, and then ended up winning it in overtime. You know, like sometimes you just need to gut through those games and get those wins at, at this point in the year. And I thought that it was funny that uh, also by by stealing a point from from uh, Florida, the Islanders remain in the playoff race and kind of helping out. His old squad was John Tavares with that goal. So I thought that was kind of funny uh, as, as an aside. Um, all right, let's close the book on the Florida Panthers because what's going on right now as we move forward into tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning is far more newsworthy and uh, kind of funny to talk about. So why don't we take a quick break? When I come back, I'll get into – the whole goaltending situation of what's going on down in Tampa, who's going to be the starter in net tonight uh, with Matt Murray still unable to go and obviously not wanting to play Samsonov on uh, on back-to-back nights with the playoffs afoot. So we'll go through all that information and, and all the hurdles that uh, that the Maple Leafs had to go through 
to set their goaltending situation. Anyway, we'll get all of that to all that on the other side. But first, let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors. Of course, it's FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays. They're back, and there's no player better place to be to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel. It's North America's number one sports book. Obviously, you can also make some wagers on the NHL as well tonight with the Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning going head-to-head. And right now, new customers can step to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join the FanDuel app today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official sports partner, uh, official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano, and uh, no Dave Morissuti today. He's down in Tampa Bay. He'll be able to lay eyes on uh, on this team in person down there for uh, a, a bachelor party. So hopefully he's having a lot of fun. But there was some, there, there was a lot going on this morning in Leafland. There was an unofficial morning skate uh, at Amelie Arena, I suppose, and. Mark Masters raised eyebrows when he initially tweeted that, well, yesterday's e-bug was still with the team and on the ice. That turned out to be false. Uh, it was a different e-bug or rather ATO goaltender, um, amateur trial goaltender. But this time there wasn't just one of them. There was two of them. So we had two mystery goalies on the ice ahead of today's game. And it really started to allow Leafs Twitter to run rampant with theories and what the heck is going on. Like, I I had no idea. I was on air, Leafs lunch, and I saw that, and I'm like, are the Leafs really going to play both of these guys tonight? Like, there's no way that they're going to risk playing Ilya Samsonov on the second night of a back-to-back. They just, they simply cannot afford to to take that gamble. And a game that means nothing tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning in terms of standings or anything, um, I guess it it appeared that they were willing to, to go that route, have two ATO guys. Um, Cause they were there in the morning and they were going through their, their traditional starters routine, getting work with Curtis Sanford. It appeared that they were willing to make both of these two um, ATO goaltenders, their goalies for tonight's game starter and backup. And I, I'm honestly not even sure if that's even like allowed to be quite honest with you. Um, but that's not, happening so after again two hours of pure speculation of what the hell is going on um it it was announced that joseph wall was recalled by the toronto maple leafs uh in the afternoon and will now officially uh be the starter i believe is the case but i think one of those two um i think matt anuska is uh expected to be the backup so for a third straight game they are going to roll with an amateur trial goaltender as the backup uh, in in this one, but finally they were able to enact the emergency recall and get um, and get uh, Joe Wall up here. So the reason why they were unable to bring up Joe Wall in any of these other games is because they created the emergency themselves. Is from what I read. So Saturday uh, they could have brought him up, but they decided to instead recall Wayne Simmons and play Wayne Simmons in his final game. And then they decided instead of recalling Matt Nyes to sign Matthew Nyes uh, over the weekend, which then again, 
kind of reset that recall situation where then they had to play one more game without uh, a goaltender, which they finally did last night in Florida and now are able to play that game tonight with uh, with Joseph Wall. This is what I'm I'm hearing is is poss- is what's happening. Like Cap Friendly tweeted it out saying since the Leafs played last game short of goalie and had to rely on the ATO, they've been permitted to use the roster emergency exemption. So under the roster emergency exemption, Joseph Wall has a cap hit of zero dollars. So they're going to be able to finally start this guy, and that is going to be the starter for tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, man, was it ever a crazy couple of hours there where at one point we thought that Matt Anuska, uh, who was a goaltender for the Windsor Spitfires, was going to be the starter, not the backup, but the actual starter in tonight's game, backed up by U Sports goaltender Samuel Richard, who was also on the ice with Toronto tonight. And I would imagine, because so something that I didn't know that I learned today was if you can only sign an amateur tryout to one game. So the goaltender that they, so Jed Alexander was only able to play that game on Saturday, not able to come with the team and play again later in the week. So then they had to sign um, that guy, Nick, whoever they played as their backup in the game against Florida. But then they needed a different player to sign for this game tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's going to be Matt Anuska. But then they head over to New York for the final game of the regular season on uh, on Thursday, I wonder if they plan on signing the Samuel Richard guy. And that's why he was at practice today, still kind of going through the routine, getting to know Curtis Sanford, maybe getting to know, you know, what the team likes to do potentially, because maybe they did, will use him as the backup on Thursday and go with Joe Wall again on, uh, on Thursday and, and Samsonov basically off until the first round of the playoffs that that somewhat what that tells me because the big confusion was that they didn't have not one ATO, but two goaltenders on amateur tryouts. And um, the only explanation I can think of is, well, first and foremost, I guess they weren't given the okay to bring in Joseph Law as an emergency uh, officially until about midday, which I'm still confused about either. They should have known yesterday that that was the case, or maybe the league bent a knee or something. I don't know. There's still, again, Sheldon Keefe um, said that Kyle Dubas is going to speak uh, later today. So we should know the full understanding of the situation. But uh, basically, there is a long, long convoluted reason as to why the Leafs had two goalies on the ice today. Weren't sure which one was going to be starting, if one was going to be starting, if Joe Wall was going to be eligible to get called up, if he was going to get here in time. Uh, there's just so many questions that people had about the goaltending situation this morning, and uh, hopefully Kyle Dubas can clear that up um, when he speaks in a couple hours and when I do my my recap. And, and for tomorrow's podcast, I will be sure to find some of those quotes and play them for you guys so that you guys get the full understanding as well. But um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it's just wild, man. And the funny part is it's, it's completely meaningless. Like tonight's game is literally meaningless and it does not matter who the, the Leafs have in net because they can lose eight, nothing. And it really has no bearing on what this means for Toronto and what this means for the Toronto Tampa series that starts next week. Because if they get lit up eight, nothing with an ATO in net, I doubt that 
Tampa's going to be feeling good about themselves, realistically, because um, it's really a lose-lose for them. If they lose to, to the E-Bug, boy, they have big concerns. But if they win because, you know, 8 of 28 shots go on in net, I mean, are they really going to be that excited about it? Probably not. They beat a guy who's never played a professional hockey game in his life. So, um, anyways, it's not going to be the case today, as, as it does appear that Joe Wall is going, going to be the goaltender. But uh, it, it would have been something if the Leafs didn't get the emergency recall exception and uh, they had to go with the two ATO goaltenders. And that would have been just a big F you to the league. It's like, okay, you don't want to exempt, you don't want to give us that exemption. Then we're going to make a mockery of this thing and a mockery of your cap and the CBA. And we're going to play two amateurs. One of them is going to be the starter. One of them is going to be the backup. Heck, maybe we'll split them up. You know, we'll give them half a game each, almost like it's an all-star game. I don't know what the plan would have been, but uh, I kind of, kind of wish we saw it just to see how it would have played out. And again, because it really does not matter whatsoever. Um, But the league, I guess, I don't know, blinked or what. There's some reason as to why Joseph Wall was was able to get that uh, emergency exemption. Um, And they're going to be able to play him tonight. Anyways, we'll take one more quick break. When I get back, we'll uh, talk about what I expect to see tonight. Now that we've got the goaltending situation all sorted out, kind of, in a way, um, we'll talk about uh, what will be happening in front of the goalie, what I expect to see, and what I'll be trying to glean from tonight's game. So that will come up on the other side. I'm Mike definitely listen to Locked On These Podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcasts. I'm Mike DiStefano, and uh, this is a daily Maple Leafs podcast. we got pods coming out each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. No Dave today, so it's just me, myself, and I for the week. I'll probably try and get uh, someone to join me over the next couple of days, but today just roll rolling solo, which is uh, I haven't done a solo show in years. So, what? Well, it's not really years. Dave joined me what last february so i guess like last january would be about last time that i've done some solo shows on the show so if you're a long time listener you've definitely heard the solo shows and i do not feel as uh as comfortable or i don't feel as um i don't know as smooth as maybe i once was because i'm so used to having the banter going back and forth so bear with me uh today but we got a game tonight tampa is uh hosting the toronto maple leafs and it's it's being billed as a playoff preview, but I'll be honest with you. I don't know how much of a preview this actually is going to be. Like when I look at tonight's game, I, I don't know what we're going to see out of Toronto. I don't know what we're going to see out of Tampa in terms of who plays the game. It appears that Andre Vasilevsky is actually going to get the start. And that somewhat surprises me, but then it also looks like maybe we're going to see some of their big guns play. So does that mean Toronto is also going to play? Cause I did see there was a, a potential that, you know, Matthews could sit tonight and potentially Marner. And I don't I don't know exactly what the deal is or how things have changed now that they've got this uh, ATO situation. Again, Duba's going to speak in about an hour or so. I guess more of those answers will be had. But um, I'm not expecting much out of tonight, I guess, would be my, uh, my, my statement there. I think this is one where if you're the Maple Leafs and Tampa, for that matter, you just want to get through this thing unscathed, no injuries, 
Um, I don't think winning the game is really that important. I, I don't think you want to play poorly by any stretch of the imagination. You still want to play well, but this should be just a complete no hitter on both sides. Treat it almost like an all-star game, a skills game in a way, and um, just try and stay healthy for, for both sides. I, I wouldn't recommend getting under people's skin. I wouldn't recommend trying to uh, pull out any bags of tricks or anything like that to get an upper hand. I don't know what how much of a tone you could set in this game um, or if it's worth trying to set a tone in tonight's game. I, I just don't know how much bearing any of what happens tonight will uh, will prove to be you know, effective come Monday or Tuesday when they kick off round one of the series. So, you know, as, as for the game itself, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot. As for what I am watching out for, though, doesn't mean that I'm not going to watch. Doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, planning to be entertained or that I'm not excited about it. Um, I think what I am excited for is is to see how Matthew Nyes does in his second go-around at the, the NHL, right? Second game, played well in Florida, Next night, let's see how he does. You know, he got 13 minutes of action against the Panthers. I would assume he'll be get similar kind of deployment tonight. And, you know, let's see if he can do it against a, a Boston or a Tampa team who, you know, he's going to have to play against these guys a week from now if he does plan on being a part of this playoff roster. So this is a good test for him, right? Last night was a good test because he played a team that is, you know, has Stanley Cup playoff aspirations and was fighting inclined to try and you know get themselves into a playoff spot so you know then no one was taking it easy so he had to fight through all that and then tonight I think it'll be similar situation where it's you know welcome to the NHL it's the defending three-time Eastern Conference champions they've won two of the last three Stanley Cups despite this game not meaning a whole lot they're still going to be bringing their A game especially um, when you hear the comments of, of you know John Cooper coming out saying that you know, his team seems like they've packed it in of late, which to me almost sounds like a call out to his club to uh, make sure that they play uh, their A game tonight. And by starting Vasilevsky, I think that might be a little bit of a shot telling his team that they better bring it. So, and I think Matthew Nyes in particular is someone who I'm going to be watching. Um, Mitch Marner, his race to 100 points. If he can pick up a point tonight, he'll be uh, it'll be the first time in his career that he's hit 100 points. And uh, so that would be an exceptional, exceptional um, feat for him to get to. So outside of those two, though, I don't know how much more there is that I'll be keeping an eye on for tonight. I think the other thing, actually, is I would be curious if I'm Sheldon Keefe. I would like to see if Ryan O'Reilly can effectively keep up with Braden Point in terms of pace. Like that would be the matchup that I'm looking to to get if I am um, if I am Sheldon Keith, like especially on home. I like to get Ryan O'Reilly matched up against Braden Point, and if that's the case, you got to make sure that make sure that he can keep up with the speed of Point, right? Like O'Reilly, not quite fleet of foot, so you want to make sure that he'll be able to keep keep up with that type of pace that uh, that line will play with. And I think you you can somewhat figure that out tonight. It'll be a little bit more difficult on the road, not being able to truly dictate those matchups. But Keith does a pretty good job of trying to uh, get guys out there when, when he wants to. So that will be the other thing that maybe I will be looking towards. Like, But that's about it, right? How does Matthew Nyes look in his second game? How does Mitch Marner look? Can he get to 100 points? And then uh, Ryan O'Reilly matched up against Matthew, against um, Brayden Point. Can we see... Sheldon Keith get that matchup tonight and see if that works out. Because if you can, I would imagine that would be the preference uh, for the playoffs. But does he want to really, you know, 
now this is it's 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 a weird game that you have to play for Sheldon Keith because on one hand you do want to see what that looks like, but on the other hand you don't really want to give you know John Cooper and and the Tampa Bay Lightning you know anything you don't want to show them what your game plan is at all. And now it's not necessarily game plan, but if you show them on tape ways that they shut them down, potentially that gives them you know four or five six days to break down the tape and then figure out a way to get around that. Right. So it's, it is a bit of a, a funny uh, dance that these teams are going to have to, to, uh, to play tonight where they still, you know, want to play well, they still want to win, but they don't want to tip their hands too, too much uh, knowing that there's a seven game series that's uh, upcoming starting next week where, where everything is on the line, unlike tonight. So that's pretty much what I'm looking forward to. Um, again, it's 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 been a wild day in Leafland as it typically is. It's game eighty one. There's only two of these bad boys left, and that's go time against these same um, these same Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, the same Tampa Bay Lightning team. So we'll see how it all plays out. All right, that will do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily. Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. You can follow the show as well at Locked on Leafs. Go ahead, leave a, a like, a thumbs up, and comment down below on YouTube if you would. That'd be greatly appreciated. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Going to be recapping tonight's game between the Leafs and the Bolts. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.